Welcome back to episode 127 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iron Man, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, Iron Man and I discuss the possible talks of war and how this impacts the economy. Next, NASA's accomplishment of crashing into an asteroid. Then, pinpoint the different types of cycles in the economy that affects crypto. Finally, will AI advise us on our finances in the metaverse? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 127 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, I'm Ann. What's going on, Willis? All right, man. Another, so, good, another good week. New set. Oh, yeah. This another, is the first uh, time mm-hmm. recording a podcast in the new set. The new new set. So we already like had the V1 version, yeah. I guess. Yeah, V1. Not our final form. Yeah, this is, this a, is actually it, right? This is the final form, yeah. Actually, no. We have even greater ambitions than this. In well, the future. Final form for version 2.0, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This is as good as it's going to get for a while, though, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're going to every now and then splice in some new fixtures yeah. our shelves over here. You know, whenever we do these little tight angle shots on our own individual bodies. Yeah. You'll kind of get like a little more insight or look. I guess the main thing to highlight is the Bitcoin mag. <laughs> We've been talking about that sucker for... A yeah, while now. You've had dude. it for a while since. Yeah, dude. Because we've always had these ambitions to have like an actual set. Yeah. And we're finally here. Yeah. And if anybody who's like an OG listener <laughs> since like all the way back in day one, remember yeah, that well, day where I was like chewing gum, like, <laughs> like mid podcast, and then we were in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was day one. <laughs> all we heard was like pots and pans and like sinks and yeah. sponges and stuff yeah, scraping yeah. against things. <laughs> and we were talking about Bitcoin. Yeah. That was day one. I, I still enjoy that very first podcast. Well, because it was like... I mean, we explained what Bitcoin was. And yeah, then, we talked about gold. Yeah. We still talk about, about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that conversation is never going to end. And it's no. like, dude, what is value? What is money? Why, why, why does anybody do what yeah. they do, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it snowballed from there. <clears throat> Nowadays, we're much more fixated and focused on, I guess... What did you call the black background though? It was we were in a what? ISIS. ISIS. Like an yeah. ISIS compound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at us now, so dude. Like beheadings occur here. Yeah, now we look like we're in, I don't know, some sort of superhuman, like superhero layer. Yeah, like a bunker. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's any better, but I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It kind of fits our brand. It fits our vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, over the years, our podcast is we still talk about Bitcoin and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Right now is probably a good time to talk about it as well because of all the whole macro situation and stuff. But mm-hmm. I feel like we've beaten that horse like crazy. Yeah, not only that, uh, we started in the bear. We're back into it. So it's been a full cycle. Yeah, I guess now it's like 100% verified. It's yeah. like there's no doubting it. There's no debate. Not like, only that, <laughs> you're you're talking about potential nuclear warfare. Uh, not me. <laughs> I didn't say that. I mean, that's just what's what what's being said by Putin and like all these other, you know, geopolitical yeah. leaders of the world. Like, yeah. I've never heard the word nuclear being thrown around. So like casually, yeah. like by like big I mean, time even, leaders, even Trump has mentioned it a couple Everybody, of times. It's the prevalent conversation right now. Cause now I guess, I don't know, maybe, uh, you're trying to put it in everyone's minds, dude. Like this shit's not like a fairy tale. It could happen at any mm-hmm. moment. You yeah. Know? 
So and, just be prepared, I guess. Yeah, we were talking about different sizes of, of war nukes, right? Well, you were like... Something a little bit more manageable besides destroying the planet. Yeah, something a little more tactical. Yeah. I think they have those. They're like tactical... Tactical nukes, nukes. right? Yeah, like for battlefield deployment. Call of Duty stuff. <laughs> That's right. You got to get 50 kills in a row, and then Putin can all of a sudden just deploy a tactical yeah. nuke. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's scary, but... Yeah, what's uh, what what's the uh, the prognosis on the probability of this threat? Are we? Well, you're the one who tells me you say it's zero because of the whole assured mutual destruction type. Well, scenario. I feel like that's when you're using like your full on nuke. Mm. So you're saying there's a scenario or situation where somebody in, in this particular scenario, Putin, or the likes of his uh, regime can deploy a nuke and there might be like a non-response that was like a city-wide nuke i'm not there won't there won't be a non-response well, like I a think, retaliation strike yeah nuclear you, you send in one tactical nuke and you get like three tactical nukes from who from us the from united somebody. states yeah, yeah, well, it's somebody. gotta come from us well it has to why well none of other ukraine's like allies i guess are like nuclear equipped i mean maybe like the uk yeah you know? It's just, man, they're so, so, they're so close to each other. They're just hurting each other, like... Yeah, I don't know. But it's just... Uh, that, on top of what's going on, just from the economic perspective, again, tying it all to Bitcoin and stuff, it's it's not even like a Bitcoin discussion at this point. It's uh, just all assets just across all the board. Yeah. There's just mass uncertainty at the moment. It feels eerily reminiscent to like you know how it felt during COVID. You're just... Nobody knows how bad it can be. You know, mm -hmm. remember when COVID first struck? Mm -hmm. Everybody had their theories like, dude, this is going to like end civilization. Other people were like, dude, it's just the common flu. Yeah. You're overreacting. Quit being a, you know, bitch. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> everyone was torn. So that, we're, we're, we're right back in that square. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and we're about to be full on nuclear holocaust or. Yeah, just getting worse. Yeah. Or it's nothing, dude. They're not going to. It's just bluff. You know, yeah, we're in that same situ situation right now. I feel like it's, I, I don't know, man. If I if I were a betting man, I think I would call the bluff. But I mean, it's too dangerous to be <laughs> betting man with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I dare you, I dare, I dare you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little sensitive, dude. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. and um, so we're looking at an article called "Trading Volume on on Top NFT Marketplaces Down Ninety Nine Percent." And we were having a conversation on what is value. And I think that plays along as to why it's down 99%. Like, what do you mean? Like what gets perceived as valuable? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like money, like what gives money its value and it's, it's a belief system. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and it's, and it's belief system. And then the support of like well-funded nations, military. In this current, like uh monetary climate. Yes. Or system. That's mm -hmm. how, yeah, that is how the value of money is determined now. But now that's not to say there's other mechanisms to, you know, achieve value. Yeah, hold on. Let's let's take a step back. So last week we interviewed um, Publius from Beanstalk. That's right, dude. Yeah. And he really changed my perspective on fiat currency. Interesting. Because I thought, you know, before that interview, I, I was thinking fiat currency was a, a system designed to fail like eventually mm -hmm. and turns out that it's it was a system that enabled such prosperity such value creation over the last hundred years that 
that has enabled us to, you know, come up with cryptocurrency and get to the moon and come up with all these like valuable technological innovations because of a stable coin fiat currency. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so now I'm not so like negative about it. What about the, the end of fiat? And yeah. I, I'm, I'm <clears throat> not so negative in terms of like, we should have never have come up with this. Well, I think the reason why is cause you, you're, you're, you tend to lean, uh, in the camp of, uh, positivity. <laughs> right <laughs> optimism right yeah, okay. optimistic so you're, you're identifying all the goods that have come from like this i guess architected system that it has like a predetermined yeah because endpoint to it but you don't we well, don't know what the other side of that is going to look like you know what i mean like what the are transition the, to a different monetary system mean yeah like whenever because if you're saying that these things these uh these fiat currencies have like a finite lifespan to them and it's yeah. already like determined from the, its inception like this is clearly not going to sustain yeah at some point confidence in the system is going to be you know dissolved what actually happens because we we've built so much pegged to like the the uh yeah. again yeah. the the consensus of value associated to like a fiat money yeah the world reserve currency which is the dollar so what what happens when you remove that like what are we left with? But I think the the, what does that the do? design of the system allows you. It's kind of designed to kick the can down further and further down the road. Oh, absolutely, and we as as we've exercised <laughs> and leveraged to our most. But I feel like um, in a in a human lifespan, the act of kicking the can down the road mm -hmm. means uh, you're extending it by decades, and so the ultimate end couldn't maybe happen in the next fifty to a hundred years from now. Based on what? If we could determine more like can kicking? Or or we just create more value creation with yeah. uh, like say the metaverse or you know that's, that's your NFTs or proposal. cryptocurrency, whatever. Yeah. Because uh by doing so we're 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 uh, delaying we're delaying the the inescapable fact that one day yeah we will never be able to pay back the interest on, on these okay. government loans. Yeah. So if that's the case, if that's the actual only like end game scenario where everything actually collapses, we don't know. I mean, there could be independent variables outside of just that reality that could eventually snowball into like a complete collapse. Yeah. That's the big fear about what's going on right now. Right. Cause it seems like the wheels are in motion to some collapse. Well, like yeah. So some, I, some sort, but nobody knows like the real depth of what it's going to like. Create, yeah. And what, right? what you're talking about is a collapse on, on a recession to yeah. depression level. Potentially. And then what I'm talking about is like the end of absolute, like our fiat system. Like t total absolute yeah. dissolution. Like it just, just doesn't. Like it, the dollar <laughs> no longer has any value. Yeah. Right. Because, and because of that, like we've defaulted whole, on the loan, meaning yeah. you, you, we take your money back. Right. Like, you default on a car, they take your car away. You default on like yeah. our monetary system, the yeah. money's valueless. But see, I don't think it needs to get to that extreme as far as like, like a failure in the system in yeah. order to You're like right. inspire the real like a uh, negative, the downside that I don't think you're seeing, you know, like you've only, cause you're not wrong. Yeah. Like this hundred year monetary cycle thing that's, you know, architected and designed it did a lot like you said for society yeah. it enabled the global economy a lot of innovation all that stuff yeah because of that we are where we are we could have a podcast connected to this like highly scalable internet infrastructure yeah. it's yeah. globally interconnected all these things without yeah. that stable economic environment 
I doubt any of this stuff would have ever like been, you know, invented yeah. or supported, distributed, all that stuff. But <laughs> like, well, yeah, like I said, <clears throat> how destructive or like does it become mm. when it's non-sustainable? And I don't mean like completely like just voided, like as a system. Well, I feel like before we get to that point, I feel like we collectively come to that a conclusion that the financial system is going to collapse like relatively soon, like within the next 50 years, well, kind of like let's global say, warming. Let's, let's say it's in progress. Well, or think of it as global warming. Like okay. everybody's talking yeah. about it, all the scientists, right? There's some detractors and all that, but nonetheless, the, the scientific consensus is the, the, the world will heat up to two degrees too hot and destabilize our entire ecosystem, right? That's the, Scientific consensus. Okay. So maybe we'll have a financial scientific consensus that in the next 50 years, our financial system would actually collapse because of defaulted loans and, and so forth. Mm. So as a result, the parallel is we're going to adjust accordingly. It's like, let's test out this crypto and this tokenomics design, all this stuff in order to have hard money. Mm. Just like we're adjusting to the global warming, at least to Are we, some though? degree. Uh, mm. There's some movement they, towards it right elon and you know there's yeah some so there has to be prevalent i guess understanding and caution and uh yeah acceptance that this uh is an inevitability yeah but that's the thing i don't think you can achieve scientific consensus on something like this well i feel like you can mathematical consensus where is it dude i guess this is like economic consensus well, yeah there, there there is economic people say economics is a science well, we've been you know? talking about global warming since the probably earlier than the 70s. I don't know. And it, I, yeah. it hasn't been a real issue until like, hey, we're having more hurricanes than we have in the last 10 days, you know, <laughs> Wasn't decade. it like Al Gore, who really was the big proponent? He kind of like pushed it into yeah, public yeah. consciousness. He's like, hey, lads. Yeah, yeah. But the reason why he got discredited is because he was like a green energy investor or something yeah. like that. So yeah. it just, he had a, I don't know if that's like actually a red flag or that's just like, <laughs> he had so much conviction in this. He's like, so I better invest in like the well, technologies. You know, you know who kind of sounds like Al Gore are people who are pushing Bitcoin and, and in the, the collapse yeah. of the financial system. Yeah. So it's I like better a, buy Bitcoin. Right, right. Right. And of course those people yeah. who have a ton of Bitcoin are going to, push this narrative and then the people were gonna identify that as a bias right right it's like dude you, you're of course you're gonna say yeah. this shit like you have a you know personal stake yeah, yeah. in the success of this thing so yeah fuck you <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah. that's the battle it's gonna be hard to identify like non-biased opinions you know what i mean but that, I that's the whole point of scientific consensus but yeah i feel like eventually the math would start indicating well, that yeah. by 2170 or whatever it is or 2070 <laughs> Well, I think it is like, I think if you pay attention to like these world renowned economists that spend their whole lives, yeah. you know, paying attention to these metrics and these uh, activities. And I think the majority of them are screaming off to the rooftops, just like scientists are. Yeah. Like, there's a looming like inevitability coming in. And, you know, most people aren't aware. But, but are they talking about like depression or are they talking about the end of I pretty much, fiat? pretty much like like all the above, like, you know, it's, they've been warning it's not <laughs> yeah. sustainable, you know, at some point. Well, of course. I mean, we just keep printing money. I mean, yeah. Yes. But the point is now we're on the downstream. They're here saying like it's happening, but it doesn't seem like much. Yeah. There's no there's like nothing positioning. Not much can be done other than just like brace for impact. <laughs> Basically, yeah. that's what the Federal Reserve, like when every time uh, Jerome Powell speaks, it's kind of like, 
yeah. yeah, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We don't know how long we're going to keep doing it for, but we're going to do it until, <laughs> until it seems like the problems are solved. So, you know, kind of like get, just deal with it. Yeah. It seems like the tone and the sentiment coming from them. And it is the only regulatory body, I guess, that we're kind of all like yeah. hoping they could either. I don't think they can solve the issue. If anything, they could just continue to kick the can, like you said. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think at this point, like confidence is all time lows <laughs> in like our whole yeah. monetary system. Right. Like I think more and more people now, especially now amongst the public. Cause do people you, are do feeling you think it. so? Like, oh, yeah, it like, has to be. You think that like the general population understands it? Oh, well, I guess the CPI, right? That's uh, what I'm consumer saying. price index is like it's starting to hit them. And yeah. then once they start to look, that's what I'm saying. Like if in the, if you're in the markets right now, which we are, right? Mm -hmm. It already feels like, especially the crypto markets in particular, like feels like max despair. Hmm. <laughs> it feels you like we're so? in those psychological stages. You know, pull up those little Wall Street bubble cheat sheet charts, whatever yeah. about how like a. Uh, each stage of a, Let me see a boom and bust cycle has like a psychological component to it. What is this, what is this chart called? <sighs> Wall Street uh, bubble. Bubble chart? Cheat sheet, something like that. Yeah, there, there you go. Is. Dude, <laughs> I always love pulling up this chart. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, we pulled it up a number of times. But where, where do you think we are? Uh I definitely don't think we're in denial anymore. There was definitely a period where That's it true. felt like there was a lot of denial in the air, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the sentiment feels much more like confirmational. Like people are aware like that it's actually over <laughs> for now, you know? So and I think we're in, are we angry? Nah, I don't think so. That's what I mean. It feels somewhere in between anger and depression right now, like in the crypto market, right? I think in the overall like macroeconomic markets, like we, we haven't even hit like anxiety phases yet. Mm. And that's what I mean. If crypto and like the macroeconomic situation are correlated, which they are, mm. we've seen it ever since the start of COVID literally like yeah. crypto just follows whatever happening in yeah. the stock market. So if I'm right about like the, you know, the equities markets, everything else is like barely in the beginning stages of a, you know, a down. Yeah downswing what does that do to the overall crypto markets like how much i doubt we're gonna like act in antithesis of this sentiment hmm. uh, yeah i don't think we will either yeah so but i mean these charts are just a reflection of like mass psychology yeah and the same mass psychology that reflects the the general stock market is the same human brains that are connected to the crypto market yeah. and so it's it shouldn't be a surprise that it should be correlated it is correlated but my, i'm just saying i think there's just more like phases to uh a correction in the uh traditional yeah. stock market just because for one there's more liquidity present it's overextended too yeah much much greater overextended yeah there's uh bigger external forces at play to kind of yeah. like prevent like um you know over capitulation stuff like that right there's there's a circuit breakers there's capital injection from the federal yeah. there are all these things right um <clears throat> but yeah what i'm saying is i i don't think like uh the gravity of the situation has even like been started to be felt like people aren't being unemployed in, in masses yet hmm. yeah right like great depression indicators can you can you see them yet not yet right no no that's my <laughs> point but but 
I mean, does that mean that we're we're headed that direction? I mean, of course, if we go into World War Three, yeah, but we might not. Well, so you you you're predicting maybe just like this is a standard recession and we're just gonna like potentially at some point just. I mean, you know, it's an option. It's a it's a path in in our in our, in in the multiverse, right? We can go down the path where we don't go into World War Three. And it's just a, a I mean, recession. literally, like uh, our our past recession was totally dictated. Uh, how we got in and out of it, or how we got out of it, is is dependent on, I guess, the Federal Reserve's mm. ability to reactivate, you know, QE, right? Yeah, quantitative easing, uh, lowering of interest rates, things like this. So I think if it's possible, we could just capitulate, like in a continual down manner, maybe for eight to twelve, sixteen months or something, until the Federal Reserve just decides to pull the lever the other direction. Yeah, maybe that'll be the catalyst to get us out of recession. Like maybe it's simply just that. Yeah, it could, <laughs> it be. could be. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. 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 I, I lean towards that direction. But it depends, like what what actually ends up happening, like from uh, you know. <sighs> That would be weird. See, that's the thing. We have to, you have to hedge. You know, if in you hedge because there might be a World War Three, mm-hmm. right? But, but you 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 only hedge in case there is not, right? Mm. And so you're still kind of in, but you're kind of out too. Yeah, but the hedge is like the events of a World War Three, right? Like right, right. You hedge against it's a, that. It's a very unlikely yeah, event. Exactly right. Right. So that way that you hedge the definition of that is just like uh don't go all in or all out. Yeah, you just allocate like a small portion because yeah. Whatever you whatever you've allocated to that hedge strategy, like if it becomes like self-fulfilling, that's probably going to become your majority position <laughs> at some point, right? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> so like a good example of a hedge for World War 3 would be what? A bunker <laughs> compound? Yeah. It would be. If that were to happen, if we're seeing what's going on in Russia, dude, you know, they just drafted a bunch of people. I'd imagine as weak of a society like, you know, we are here in the United States, I bet you we would flee in greater numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So if you properly hedged, get yourself a little compound, maybe like in another country or something, you got at least like some safe haven, you know, to avoid a war that shouldn't exist in the first place, right? But that's the nature of... uh, geopolitics like we could just get kind of like pulled into this shit without our own discretion you know what i mean yeah of course everybody's going to be wanting to leave the majority i think yeah but only the ones who have like a hedge strategy like i said that's going to be your majority position like in the event of that like that's your life now (laughs) because that small hedge play you made it's saved your life saved you from going to war saved you from all kinds of like well yeah despair yeah like real despair either facing the reality of okay i have to abide by whatever my government tells me or else i go straight to the gulag (laughs) or what else can or um yeah if they don't catch you first right oh yeah or you flee and then yeah you're gonna you got nowhere to go where you gonna go that's true what are you gonna do yeah so it's it's tough man i feel for those russian people dude that's that's yeah i'm gonna suck balls dude it has to suck yeah i can't believe it's happening actually yeah I mean, like the, I don't think it's happened since World War II. Russia's know? so huge. Why would they have to like draft? <sighs> well, I think they're preparing for like like a long war. Mm, maybe yeah. That's that has you to know? be it. Yeah, because it's gonna take them like several months to reactivate these people into like soldiers. And and think about it. Like after all those sanctions, they still have like the the internal resources to like you know do all this. 
Well, they're a huge provisioner of like, you know, oil and gas to all of Europe. Yeah, that's true. That's the, that's the strength that Putin and yeah. Russia has. That's the thing. Like if, if, if Europe gets like too in support of this whole, you know, Western initiative, then yeah, he's going to cut off their supply, I think. Yeah, man. Dude. Maybe. Maybe not because that would actually probably hurt them economically pretty big, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is ugly. Yeah, man. Uh, things like this remind me as to like, there's a little thing in the sky that could power the entire planet like <laughs> a thousand fold if we just leveraged it properly. <clears throat> You're talking about the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I was, <laughs> I was like, what? For a second. Was like, what? Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, dude. Maybe that's the actual answer. Just a little more Jesus, dude. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it, man. We just need a little bit more peace in the air or something, man. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But maybe this is just natural cycles of civilization, you know? Mm. It's just kind of like these things tend to happen. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. like Wars, how. Yeah. It might just be like a simple math thing, like the probabilities of outcomes, you know, like same thing as like, why do people mm. get cancer? It's just like a simple mm-hmm. probability, you know, them yep. as many replications that go on in mm-hmm. a human body, the chance of at least one of them becoming faulty and like a glitch and then producing like a cancerous environment. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, it it's, might simply be that. Dude. It's almost a miracle. We all don't have cancer. I know. It's almost a miracle. Like we haven't nuked each other to, yeah, that's true. Extinction yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's the great filter that uh humanity or any intelligent being comes up with a such a destructive technology like nuclear bombs. And the great filter is the 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 difference between those who manage not to kill themselves and those who do. Right. Yeah. And so that that is potentially you know an explanation why when we look into the sky with like these powerful yeah. telescopes we don't see anything everything just has killed killed yeah, himself exactly you know that's actually i mean it, we see it even in like bacterial cultures and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. nothing is the sustainable viruses, like yeah. life itself it does not sustain yeah at some true. point like there's a there's a lag phase where it's like nothingness is going on Dude, now think about there's it. like a hyper growth phase which is kind of like what modern society yeah. like over the last 300 years or so has been going through and then there's a death phase yeah where it just kind of like ceases to exist yeah what if humans are the virus to like a solar system where like we could end up destroying everything if i mean because we have the technology to to the solar system yeah well, what can but we like destroy? Humans or not—I wouldn't say humans, but intelligent beings could be the virus of the, of the biology of the universe, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Because because we have the technology to like destroy, but uh, I mean, it's really up to our consciousness and hmm. our ability to, to communicate not to do that. Yeah, but in the solar system perspective though you mean like what are we actually destroying just like oh, well, imagine atmos- atmospheres no no like imagine <laughs> imagine that the universe was a biological being okay like a body oh, I see, is I a see. biological being and and we have yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we we could generate these viruses based off of like you know chance. replication and chance yeah yeah so sort of like again like a natural process that took billions of years or i guess yeah hundreds of millions or I don't know. Yeah, just just to think. I mean, the the universe is so big as far as we can tell, and it's still nothing. Yeah. Well, it just seems seems weird. You know, I always wanted to ask um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. We have these powerful telescopes, 
and uh, we, we just keep looking further, deeper, deeper into space. Why don't we just point one of the telescopes towards Andromeda Galaxy and like look at all the stars and like try to magnify them as best we can just to see if there's any activity that you can detect. I don't, I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know either. Well, why Andromeda? Because it has like the it's most... A, it's the closest galaxy to us. Okay. Yeah. Or, or we could look at our own galaxy, point that powerful telescope in our in the Milky Way and just see what else is going on in our own neighborhood. I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know either. Maybe it's not like designed for that. Yeah. It could be like a physics thing because yeah. too much light or something. Yeah, exactly. It would just be like a white picture. Yeah, so like NASA, NASA just did something where like they like sent some kind of probe into an asteroid. Yeah, that's right. I'm not exactly. I, we saw that. Did you see that video? Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is going on here, dude? <laughs> it looked like it just landed like in my backyard, just like some gravel. Yeah. It's, it's like it's sweet. Cool. Sweet. So they you slammed know? they slammed a some sort of like um thing into this asteroid yeah. while there was something else um orbiting that asteroid. So that it could detect how much of a deflection occurred, oh. and if this was a viable means to like deflect an asteroid. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, that that makes me feel much more happy and comfortable about that. Useful. Oh, I, yeah. 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 It's a good like uh, they're actually uh, looking for methods to protect the planet in the yeah. future, like whenever there is a real threat. Yeah. So did it work? Was it a successful? So deviation? far, so f I, I, they haven't determined it yet. So I guess the plan would be to, like launch like thousands of these things. At like yeah. a real a asteroid threat, yeah. Hopefully, and just knock it off course. Well, no, you don't need thousands. You just need the one to what? push it off like a millimeter. No, that millimeter would end up creating like enough space and completely avoid Earth. No way. Oh, absolutely. It just takes one tiny like push to take it off course to hit Earth. One tiny push would be enough to Jesus. miss Earth. Okay, and that's the purpose. It's well, I, all I'm saying is I would send. At least some backups. Well, just yeah, in case. for sure. <laughs> like, we can, for sure. Imagine that. It's like, it's like an actual asteroid coming to destroy a planet. It's like we, we're just sending one, guys, just one, and then like yeah. whiffs. It's yeah, like yeah. fuck. We should have sent like a thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's make it like a standard protocol. To, like, you just well, overcompensate I'm, just in case. You know? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's what that's <laughs> yeah. that's the protocol. Okay, good. Yeah, you can't just send <laughs> See, that one. makes me feel good. Yeah, that's one less threat. I think yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to worry about asteroids. It's huge. Yeah, it's a big one. Now, global warming. Uh, I feel like we'll figure that one out. Yeah, I mean, Florida's about to be wiped off the earth anyways, <laughs> like <laughs> any minute now. Like, like literally they're getting destroyed by a hurricane. Less, cat, less cat humans to worry about, right? Yeah, but but we'll see. If, well, Florida, I mean, we, if Florida can like, let's see the, what happens. That's the worst case scenario, global warming. It's like yeah, huge storms. Consistently. Elevation of, uh, yeah, most likely we'll just have to move more inland, right? In, in the event we do destroy our planet or. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that that would be the consequence. I mean, that is a big consequence. That's costly. It's like Very. trillions of dollars worth of infrastructure just flooded. <coughs> well, it might be a good time to, to do those types of activities while they, the they, dollar is collapsed. You well, know? New York, I mean, there's a ton of states that are already dealing with like yeah. higher sea levels. Yeah. So yeah, they're already doing it. Yeah, so I mean, that's the beauty of us, dude. We can adapt, right? Yeah, that yeah, that is a beauty. unless like the, the global warming threat gets to a point where like it just completely shifts like us to an ice age situation. Then mm. that's not good, right? Yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, that, there's, there's been tons thing. of global warmings throughout the history of Earth. Yeah. It was like, I know. I think like seven or eight. Yeah. That's a lot. But we weren't around for any of them. No, no, we weren't. Exactly. So we don't want to trigger and, that for sure. And then this is like human induced <laughs> global warming. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So about those NFTs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go back to. Yeah. Let's, uh, Let's let's get back on track a little bit more. It's crypto land, right? So you're talking NFT volume is down 99%. So why? Here we are. We're the guys who are supposed to know everything about NFTs and the metaverse and stuff like that, right? Because, you know, we build them. We've been leveraging them. We've been speculating on them. We literally witnessed, like, the inception of them. So what's going on? Why, why are they freaking dumpster now? Well, let's come up with... Um because NFTs aren't going away. So let's come up with some parallels, other markets that have gone down 99% and are still around. Like like around in what like context stocks. though? Like around like like tech stocks? Or all around in in the sense yeah. that they're they're still but like a, a market, right? But, but how strong down. of a market? Like like it re eventually recovers that 99% loss in the future? Or is it just like like beanie babies are still around? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> are we, do we just experience a Beanie Baby bust? Uh, well, well, this is not the same because Pokemon cards is a good example. Yeah, you know? yeah, it goes ups and downs. And right? then they're down for like a long time, and then I don't know yeah. where they come back. You know? Yeah. Is that what's going to happen yeah, to I NFTs? Guess, yeah, you bring up a good point. But the thing with NFTs is maybe ninety nine percent of all NFTs are going to remain in the dust. But there's oh. going to be innovations yes. that make NFTs, you know, yeah, viable in in the so in that was human like, ecosystem. Yeah, I think that's the per perspective and value we want to. Same thing that happened in cryptocurrencies. Yeah, right. So, but that's the key separation is like as long as there's continual innovation, there's always going to be continual like market like cycles of yeah. market. Yeah, just market like again, Beanie Babies they don't innovate. They yeah, remain right. Beanie Babies throughout time. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, their perception of value never really has anything to cling on. Is like as far as like a new, new narrative or new technical angle, whatever the fuck. There are boom and bust cycles in the equities stock markets because you know over speculation, whatever. Yeah. Maybe like economic factors, but companies continue to innovate and create new products, new services, yeah. new sectors. You know, tech. Uh. AI, yeah. uh, biotech, pharmaceuticals, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. As long as innovation is present, always expect, you know, a return, I think. I think um, but but <laughs> the existing NFTs, 99% of them are probably oh, no. No, no, yeah. not coming back. No, the, yeah. These are the, uh, the, the pet.com of the internet era, right? <laughs> yeah. They're the first iterations of like an attempt at value creation with like a new tool. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Right. But that doesn't mean the internet was no. a, a useless layer of technology. Right. Yeah. Obviously not. Yeah. That's doesn't a good mean point. NFTs is going to be a useless layer of technology. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's just who's going to figure out how to harbor this tech to, to create new value mechanisms that actually like provide real value. Yeah, but life, you, know, you know, some of these NFTs, they are going to come back. And Which uh, ones? Like the, the JPEGs and stuff? The JPEGs, yeah. They're going to come back to a certain degree. So, so what do you think is going to make, like... What, the difference is it's going to be, like, influencers and... 
they're community. Gonna, yeah, community. They're going to push some sort of, you know, project, and then it's going to create <laughs> some sort of small mania, like FOMO, but, and then all of a sudden just another JPEG. Uh, resurrects. What is that? Well, it comes down. Oh, Resurrects. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but you're talking about existing ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to research. I agree. Like, uh, uh, like cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So do you believe in like the blue chip theory to NFTs? Like there are blue chip projects. Oh, for sure. And you know what? We've been seeing it lately. Like a lot of these big PFPs, they're getting like huge investment yeah, deals. Exactly. Massive. I think the Izuki's just got like 30 or 40 million. Yeah. It's just another PFP project. They they, they made 10,000 yeah. NFTs and they all sold out. Floor price at some point probably was like 30 ETH. They And then who else? Obviously Bored Apes. Yeah. The biggest success in the whole NFT. Squiggles? Uh doodles doodles there you go i think (laughs) god damn we're stupid (laughs) like it sounds ridiculous right yeah doodles raised 50 million dollars dude it actually did yeah so what is going on yeah why what what is going on why are vcs like throwing all their money at these fucking jpeg projects What's, Uh, what's the value prop there i think they see an opportunity to to sell merchandise and like create all these like uh, branches of yeah. brands, brands from the original source of NFTs. I think it is. Like I think TV you just shows. It. Yeah. And that's, that's about it. I mean, what they're more? banking on like this investment, like this PFP brand to become, mm. I don't know what, like what's a popular brand in culture, like uh Supreme, right? Mm, okay. You know, the Supreme brand, you've seen it. Around? I've seen it. Yeah. But it literally just says Supreme and it's like red. That's it. With white lettering. And that's yeah. it. That's the whole brand. Yeah. They just slap that on cups. Yeah. Anything you could think of. Yeah. And they make shit ton of money. I think it's kind of like died out lately, but yeah. Nonetheless, if you were an early investor and like that, something as speculative as that, listen, trust me, dude, people are going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just says Supreme on everything. Yeah. Uh, it got pushed by, eco, you know, influencers instagram celebrities yeah that's why if you, like you said that's, so that's going to happen in the next cycle these web3 brands i guess they're going to at some point there's going to be a coalition of influence that's going to hmm. push this stuff in the forefront right and make the value yeah I yeah guess, because the, the perception the, of value yeah board apes are taking just a little bit of a different path and I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating here, but they're creating their own metaverse. And so yeah. that's how they're going to build value into their brand or build more value. Yeah. And I think, I think they will achieve that, you know, cause the metaverse is a very good, like, uh, grounds for community mm-hmm. strengthening and community. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the word? Just community presence. Yeah. More so than like a uh, Discord server. Or a t-shirt or hats. Yeah. Or mugs. The Web2 community like ecosystem is is like shit in comparison to yeah. what the metaverse enables, right? Yeah. Each user, each board ape, each member is like physically, in a sense, present with one another yeah. in yeah. their metaverse, right? So that's that's why Herman and Arula is like really pushing the narrative of like, dude, let's have like tens of thousands of people yeah. in senior locations because... That's what he's envisioning, right? The whole board ape cult. Yeah, and he's enabled it with his tech. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's actual real value to that, I think. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so trading volume being down 99. percent I mean, it, it's a good headline. It's a good click, click worthy he- headline. But that's about it. It doesn't really. But to be expected. Yeah. Yeah. 
but the point is if we're confident there's going to be a resurgence what is we're going to be responsible of identifying like what, what what are the new angles here yeah right yeah what are the sustainable nft models for the long term like you know what is it if 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 it's is it going to be jpegs all over again or you're saying just the popular ones are going to reemerge because they have like support? no definitely not definitely okay. not i think there's going to be like hidden dust out there that has like pretty good art and it's going to capture you know a group of influencers they're going to buy it up they're going to push it there's going to be sort of like fomo and then some of these are just going to hmm. make a ton of money interesting i mean it's it's no different than what we experience with cryptocurrencies like what what which which crypto had a huge dump in 2018 but then came back it's like cardano like all of them <laughs> cardano was a big one yeah it went down to like a penny or two pennies and then it went to a dollar or something two dollars yeah. i mean like ave i think back then they were called like something completely different like yeah. east lend or something yeah, like East that. Lend, yeah totally crashed i think like before DeFi was even like a yeah. category of its own yeah and decentraland too yeah decentraland went from like 30 cents at its all-time high to no no it was oh yeah yeah you're right yeah and then it went down to a penny, like a penny. and then back up to five bucks <laughs> <laughs> right yeah 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 so fuck man that's yeah, crazy so you're right that means some things within the what we've already seen um uh, unveiled during the last NFT bull cycle, they will reemerge. But you know what? You, you you hit it on the on the head because all those required innovation for them to come back. It's true, Ave. It wasn't just yeah. They weren't just like memed to yeah. back into like yeah, like Doge. Ave, you know, is. they were on to something all the way back in 2018. Yeah, what is that? That's a Doge coin. Oh, dude. it's your Doge. It's a real Doge coin. See, <laughs> worth one Doge coin. No, that's redeemable Doge. No, it's not. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't know they did that. No, it'd be cool, though. It would be cool. I would be willing to redeem my cryptos into, like, physical assets. Or, like, you know, just so I can hold them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like gold. It's like, you, you, like, this looks like gold. Yeah. And, like, if this was an ounce of gold, it'd be, what, like, almost two grand? Like, 1800 bucks? Yeah. Imagine holding, like, $1,800 of Doge like this, dude. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. You'd probably need a lot more coins, though. That's yeah, a lot more. A shit ton more. Yeah. But uh, how do we get into Doge here? Oh, the Well, I said, meme. yeah, coins, they don't just meme themselves back to life, but I guess they did. Yeah. Dogecoin did. They did. But you know what? It it required an entire community. like And uh, Elon. And Elon, yeah. A lot of push from Elon, dude. <laughs> like, I fucking snl like appearance well that's when it dumped that was its all-time high at that point true yeah it dumped I, it. I for good reason dude, i was watching that it was so ass yeah and so like oh like god damn it dude yeah if, if there's a peak indicator it was definitely that like yeah holy shit yeah it took a hard <laughs> dump right after that yeah because he, he i mean he dumped on it too right yeah it was like i'm just in it for the memes yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, NFTs, dude, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's good to keep, so uh, we can't even, like, single out NFTs as if, like, oh, man, poor NFTs, they're really blowing it, aren't they? Because, like, everything is in the dumps, literally True. everything. It's just, but nonetheless, it's good to kind of see, <laughs> It's, in my opinion, it's good to see everybody get burnt <laughs> in <laughs> NFTs because that's part of it. That's part of uh, the growth and maturity. Yeah. 
you know, a lot of the people within our own community, like this is their first exposure of a bear market, right? So they don't know. I don't think they were aware of like what was coming, like as far as like, uh, well, again. at least the feeling. I mean, we, we did talk about the bear incoming. Yeah. But yeah, you have to feel it. Yeah, you have the to feeling experience is different. the pain, dude. Yeah. Like the pain of like, it's, it's, if, you know, you spent like a whole year, just like an absolute euphoric reality. We're like, damn, dude, you feel so smart because you were like early to some new innovation. Now you get to tell yeah. your friends, like you tell your friends, you should be buying Bitcoin. It's like 59,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look like the smartest guy in the room, right? It's like, damn, dude, that guy probably gets tons of ass. But like in reality, <laughs> you don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause you're a crypto guy, yeah. but nonetheless, like you feel like uber confident and like, you know, you've achieved some greatness in life. Cause you, like, yeah. Now you're like, an, you have a perception of being like an investor, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, I made a good investment decision. And then guess what? It all just gets taken away from you. Now, the craziest thing to me is that you could look at a $69,000 Bitcoin, like on your portfolios, like, hmm, yeah, it's going to go up. Yeah. yeah it's going to keep going up. So I'm going to hold on to it. Yeah. You have that much conviction. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, your confidence is all time high. Do you like, I can't be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This, me this wrong. This is going to 300,000 <laughs> in six months. And if you pull up that cheat sheet again, uh, where is it? Wall Street bubble cheat sheet. There it is. Look at that. That's called euphoria, dude. I am a genius. We're all going to be rich. Like that's literally <laughs> the top end of like uh, of, of market psychology, right? Everybody succumbs to it. Mm -hmm. It's just a collective circle jerk at that point. Everybody feels like, dude, man, you know, those like no coiners out there. Like they're the dumb ones. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> and then that those, the sentiment prevails. And everybody buys into it, and then before you know it, like, but we're, somebody we're, we're down here in anger and depression. But somebody pulls the trigger here, though. <laughs> someone, someone with somebody, a big bag, and a, like, and a big brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big bag, big brain. He's like, he's experienced this enough to like not yeah. be, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever the word is, uh, manipulated by his own emotions. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and that's that's what triggers it. It's like, nope, we're coming back. Nope, we're still going to 300K. And it's like... Yeah, basically like ETH Foundation or... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, Coinbase. Well, for sure. Finance. Well, ETH yeah. Foundation dumped on everybody twice. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, so that's... Man. <sighs> you know, it's funny. Every cycle is going to be different. Every cycle is different. True. And that's there's, there's mm -hmm. new... There's new experiences to be had in every single cycle. Yeah. And this one definitely feels way different. Yeah, because had we followed the the previous cycle for for this one that we just had, it would have reached 100k at least and and then it would have dumped from there or, you know, 240k, whatever the prediction was, the mm. actual according to the chart. Mhm. Mm and but it didn't. And so we can't assume that it's going to follow any pattern in this next cycle. Agreed. Even like these, uh, now people are trying to predict the bottom, right? Like that's the market activity at the moment. Yeah. Everyone's like giving their predictions. Yeah. I've seen some really fucking grim ones from Andrew Steinwald. Yeah. Talking about <laughs> under $100 ETH yeah. is coming soon. I'm like, what? That's pretty grim, dude. Like that's, uh, yeah. that basically breaks every single model. If Hold that's on. the case. Let's, let's go back to trading view. Yeah. Cause this is, this is an interesting perspective. Well, that's the thing, man. To me, that's the that's just the other side of what people were saying. Bitcoin's for sure going to hit 300k this cycle. Like that should have been a top indicator. Maybe that's a yeah a bottom indicator when people are 
that is exuberantly uh, pessimistic <laughs> about the market. Yeah. But he doesn't have bad reason to be because I think he's factoring in what's going on in, in, in real world. No, I, I totally you know? agree. Um, so he's predicting a hundred dollar <laughs> way down there, dude. Sub hundred. Yeah. something. Like, let's just call it that. Dude, Basically. That's, that's like, man, that's really low. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying, dude. Fuck. That's really low. <laughs> that is, uh, what is this? March? <laughs> when did a uh, COVID hit? Was it? Yeah. Around that time. That's okay, the COVID so sell off. This is COVID here. Damn. Basically, back to COVID valuations. I mean, it's hard to say that. Yeah, like hundred dollars is reasonable. I would say more like four hundred. That'd be like this, like peak despair at four hundred dollars. Yeah, there'd have to be some kind of like four hundred dollars is black about, swan sell off at some point. Right here. Yeah. So here we are speculating on the bottom. Yeah. Right. Just like <laughs> a year ago, we're speculating on the top. Uh, most of us were wrong yeah, for so, sure. So we're going to be wrong again, yeah, right? On the bottom. Most likely. And yeah. that's the point, man. It's so hard. It's almost like a non-worthy endeavor to try. And it is. Like, I agree. That's the, I think that's another like, um, you know, leveling. Like if imagine life was an RPG Yeah. and we, we go through our experiences to gain levels in this RPG. And I feel like predicting the top and being wrong and predicting the bottom and being wrong is like, part of our experience in yeah. terms of like leveling and so eventually we'll know that it's just better to buy on the way down and sell on the way up and I th yeah i think it's just game. exactly that's basically like the warren buffett strategy of like life that's why he is like the most successful investor of all time yeah because he i guess learned this at an early age or maybe somebody advised him but he actually had the follow-through for like an yeah. entire life's career yeah to stick to that strategy you know what i mean it's like don't try and time the market, dude. Just simply participate in yeah. a crew. <laughs> like it's it's literally that simple. If you're not emotionally dependent on, and that's probably why he's also so frugal with his his personal liquidity or personal capital. Yeah. So he doesn't have any emotional attachment to his money. Like he doesn't. It's just need a it. number. It's a number to him. Yeah, because he doesn't need it. It's not like he's balling out of control. He needs to sustain like a lifestyle, like like a Bezos, right? Yeah. He probably burns billions of dollars annually just on his own shit, you yeah. know, building yachts, rockets, building Lord of the Rings series, <laughs> <laughs> a billion dollar TV show, by the way. But yeah. Building rock. Just whatever the fuck. That's the Bezos lifestyle. So if, if he ever comes across like an actual downswing in like his financial outlook. Yeah. He's fucked. Yeah. Even if he's as rich as he is, he could be fucked if he over leverages himself that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he actually is tied. His emotions probably are dependent on like on the markets. On the markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as long as you don't like fall into that trap, I think you can always be a savvy investor and like not make these mistakes, right? Of like yeah. feeling those uh market psychological components, you know what I mean? But uh you know, it's so easy to say that though. I know. You know, it's so weird. We've been saying that and like I'm still feeling it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know why. Yeah, I might just I, be too emotional. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Me. But I'm not. I'm not very emotional either. But I don't. I don't make the best decisions mm. when it comes to like timing it either. Yeah. Well, it's just maybe we just need more experience. Maybe that's we, what it is. We just haven't played the RPG long enough. Yeah. Potentially. And, yeah. Maybe we need advisors. Mm. Dudes who've been like mega yeah. burnt yeah. in the past. Because like, I've been burnt. 
more than once. <laughs> so I actually don't need an advisor <laughs> to tell me like how bad it could, like you could burn yourself. No, but you do need some uh, like a someone talking to your ears like, dude, okay, it's yeah. time to sell. Like it doesn't matter <laughs> if it goes up. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Just do it and yeah. forget about it. True. That would be nice if we all have uh, pocket advisors. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to be AI like um Yahoo Finance like feature. You know Dude, that's I mean? so true, man. Maybe series like chimes in. It's like, yeah, you know what? It's time to sell. Yeah, <laughs> but it has to understand you first. Like as far as like your psychological, like, uh, well, that's why we're going to be talking to AI pretty yeah. much all day yeah, in yeah. the metaverse. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Once we have good AIs that actually like take the time to understand us as people. <laughs> it's like Siri. Yeah. I think Bitcoin is going to go to 300 K this year. Yeah. She's like, mm, no. It's like, dude, you know, uh, you know, you if know, it does great, but you shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, you know, you got those kids, you know, <laughs> they, they, they might want to, you know, go on vacation. You yeah. know, if you don't, if you're gambling with their future, they might not go to college. You know what I mean? <laughs> Should probably reconsider that. You know, you're like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. You know, you get all mad at your phone and shit. It's like, it's, it's going it to happen. It turns into a relationship at that point. Right. It's like, yo, you're wrong. Yeah, like, but you know just what? Turn off your phone. I think the access to that AI is going to mess with the markets. Like the psychological like chart there yeah. is going to be wildly different <laughs> because everybody's like all the AI is telling everybody to Everyone, sell. Everyone like optimal, yeah, like, optimal advice. It's like yeah, you're never going to have peaks anymore just because everyone's like listening to their AI. That's going to be that's going to be wild, man. Uh, yeah. Then then now AI is going to be like hacked. And manipulated and it's like dude you should buy bitcoin right now <laughs> even though it's at an all-time high you should buy it yeah and then like and then and then the hackers just like dump on everybody jeez i don't know dude that's psychological warfare that's gonna be the world war five or whatever yeah because that's what we've identified that that's the biggest um but that's what creates markets but it's also the biggest reason why markets are can be dangerous is our own psychology i guess yeah yeah, yeah. it's all controlled by that so <laughs> if, if we're if we're advocating for like psychological control <laughs> through like you mm. know external forces like a much more composed forces aka you computers know, systems you know what we're already being manipulated with social media so this it's already happening but it's going to be happening at a at a scale to where it's difficult for us to even recognize mm. Because we're interfacing with an AI, and that AI is just like communicating with us. But every now and then, it's like it's time to buy or it's time to sell. Yeah, like we're we're just like slowly being manipulated. Mm. Like that's that's our future, dude. Especially if we just stick with like Web two ideals. Yeah, so we only have to think about anything. <laughs> oh, we, we, but that's the thing. If we have AI that's better investor investors than us, like why why would we have our finger on the button at all? It's just dude. Yeah, AI, just, you do it. Yeah. Just show me your your performance at the end of the quarter. Like, let me know how Everybody's going to get wrecked, dude. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> everybody's going to get wrecked. Really? Yeah. I thought it would be the opposite. Well, but I no, guess but in think an environment it. where everybody's doing Everybody's something. doing it, yeah. So what does that mean? Like, no no markets will exist? It's just there's, like there's everybody has like, access to, like, a Goldman Sachs, like, uh, yeah, yeah. algorithms? Yeah, think about, like, competing AIs, like this AI group is telling everybody to sell and then this AI's group is telling everybody to buy. Yeah. And then you have like, I don't know, this 
competition. This war warfare between AI. That's markets. That's good. That's that's a market. Yeah, a yeah, market is be. like a war of 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 belief. Yeah, it is. Know? Yeah, so true. All we're doing is passing it on to new keep, bag holders. <laughs> yeah, well, it's our bags, but better brains apparently. So yeah, you know, I think nothing will change if AI is just arguing amongst themselves yeah. like the value of things. Then yeah, it won't change. Yeah, it's just like a, the same. I guess market dynamics, but probably like a little less volatile. That's it. Yeah, they're less emotional. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That's definitely interesting though. But nonetheless. AI is coming. AI is coming. Bear markets are fun because you get to uh, talk about all these weird ideas. Yeah. And uh, and then we get to see new innovations too. I mean, that's that's going to be our focus here in the next... Yeah, we've read a ton of like theses. We we're going to get into a couple of them, but we, I guess, ranted too hard today. Um, and then on Friday, we're going to be having an AI day. Well, this Friday, oh. which is the 30th, I believe. Yeah, we don't know when this podcast will get posted, so... Yeah, it could be another, be. yeah. So it's good to be in the past. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time last Friday, yeah. <laughs> in other words. Uh, Boy, that AI thing was crazy, right? Yeah, hopefully I'm predicting like an actual bot on stage. Nah, no way. You are not, nope. so we'll see, dude. I think we're going to see some cool AI interactions, okay. meaning we're going to be maybe seeing real-time AI interactions. Yeah, we'll see. Nonetheless, we'll be there live streaming i think just yeah. hanging out yeah i'll be drinking most likely friday the 30th <laughs> i believe yeah right on dude all right sounds um, good and then of course well i guess we, we can't be talking about the past right so but join us on our live calls on uh metazone and then rovi mondays and thursdays at 10 p.m utc yes and subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to the youtube channel <laughs> we're 10k we're 15 10k dream yeah 10k dream we're 1500 or so like away yeah, we've been and there. I know forty percent of you are not subscribed. No, according to the stats. No way. Yeah, dude, what are you guys doing, man? Sixty percent have already subscribed, so that that's actually pretty good. Yeah, dude. Why should they subscribe to us, dude? What what value do we provide as content creators? Dude, a ton of value. We're at least um, down to earth. <laughs> the fuck that's that's, that's the what you said that's not at all what i was expecting you to say uh, down to earth uh shit all right i guess we are transparent <laughs> i don't know dude if you just want to know about some weird kooky things going on in the metaverse yeah and like we're basically permabulls at this point yeah right? well yeah of course yeah we I mean, are as invested as it becomes <laughs> To the it's metaverse and nothing, like Web three and all that stuff. Nothing but up from here, dude. Yeah. So like, if if you want to know why Goldman Sachs, Grayscale, Citigroup, all these big financial institutions, like there the biggest go. ones in the world, are saying the metaverse is going to be multi trillion dollars of like value in a decade, soon within all of our lifetimes, hopefully, unless you're just one of those unfortunates yeah. <laughs> who yeah. get like you know wiped off Earth within the next ten years. Sorry, Florida. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless you want to know what's going to lead us to that point that's what we provide yeah because we're in there dude we're about like as deep in as you can get like for real i like that action <laughs> action shot <laughs> you like that dude yeah but we're in there dude so um yeah every week pretty much every day but for sure every week we're uh we're gonna talk about these things mm. and identify real innovations yep right Identify big players. Identify problems. 
Oh yeah, that's the biggest that's the thing. biggest thing. With problems come solutions, right? Yeah, there we go. With solutions comes innovation. With innovation comes big opportunity, opportunities, investment opportunities. <laughs> not financial advice, though. Yeah, definitely not. But still, it's worth listening to these types of conversations, right? Because I mean, shit. Imagine if we were talking about fucking cryptos in 2011 or something like that's what our podcast. Yeah. If you were listening to anything we were to be talking about during that time, you were a future millionaire. Yeah, that's true. That's the point. Yeah, that's you, a good point. That's how we feel about the metaverse. It's almost like as long as you stay like participating in that ecosystem, you, you can't miss. Imagine talking about Bitcoin on a podcast in 2011, though. Okay, let's say like 2014. Yeah, 2014 would be. <laughs> That'd be more realistic. Yeah, 2011 would be like you'd be the only one <laughs> yeah, talking and listening. You know, like, like yeah, five viewers every week. But but in 2014, at least it came after the 2013 pump. Yeah, would make more sense, right? Yeah, People yeah. would probably want to know, like, what the fuck? How did that yeah, happen? Well, Why yeah, did that happen? What was that? That's when I got into the space. That's right. Because I heard of that. I was like, well, what is that? Can it happen again? Now I found out there's like all these other coins. What yeah. do they do? Yeah. <laughs> is it going to happen to them? Yeah. That's good podcast material, right? Hell that yeah. That would have been a great 2014 podcast. Yeah, man. So that's what we're, that's where we're at with Metaverse, right? Like, yeah, imagine, we're having those same discussions. Imagine the next cycle. People who listen to this, they're going to take advantage of everything we talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's our value prop, lads. So yeah. subscribe now. That's going to be a <laughs> snippet right there. Good. Yeah. I hope so. All right, guys. Make sure um, you follow us on Twitter at the Blockrunner at Metazone.io and Roby AI. Uh, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think about our discussion. Talk about the universe, then the metaverse, then mass psychology. Even, the, yeah, the Milky Way and the Milky what was Way, the other yeah. one? Andromeda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Shit. Ne next, next podcast is going to be about the multiverse. Whatever that is. <laughs> All right. Until then, um, thank you guys for watching, watching <laughs> and or listening. Watching. Hell yeah. And uh, until next time. Peace out. <laughs>